0: This episode of the Randy Russell Podcast is brought to you by ghosts.
1: Do you have spooky things happening in your apartment? It's probably ghosts. Find this in future episode at rspen.com and Apple Podcast. Questions or comments? Email at rrpodcast at Tonight's guest host is René Musa. René is a documentary film producer in Brooklyn, New York. Over the years, she has created work for Vice, PBS, and the History Channel,
0: Amon Gautherz. Okay, cool.
1: So... Welcome to the Randy Russell Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Musa. It's my pleasure to introduce to you our guest today, your old mailman, Randy Russell.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to get back into the mailman business, I think. So, Matt, I'm looking for a new job.
1: (laughs) What did you miss about being a mailman?
0: (laughs) Walking around a lot. Carrying the mace,
1: <laughs> right, the, right.
0: The dogs. <laughs> but it, it's hard. It's a hard uh, job to get cause it's com- right. um, because it's competitive, right? Because it's kind of well known to be good benefits and stuff. But I got to do something different. Too much sitting at a desk. Too much technology. For sure. My job now is a rough week.
1: Wait. So just to get back to the mailman thing. Um- <laughs> Can, did you um, carry dog, (laughs) can you start
0: over?
1: (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do this without laughing, I don't think. That's okay. Are you sure it's okay?
0: Yeah, because I I wasn't really a mailman, ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) My dad was a mailman.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, your dad was a mailman, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think he carried dog treats. Um, to win over the dogs.
0: Dog treats? Oh, that's... Yeah, that's... That's a little bit more humane than the the mace.
1: (laughs) I think he carried both. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but the dog treats is more of a preventative measure.
0: Sometimes you give them a treat, they just want more. Right. You can't satisfy them.
1: Yeah. I met a really nice dog uh, last night at the event that I was at. He was a service dog. His name was Rafe, which I thought was a really interesting name. And... His owner, out of nowhere, gave me a treat that I could give to the dog. And so I said, Rafe, do you know how to shake? And sure enough, he gave me his paw, and I was like so thrilled. <laughs> he was such a nice, kind, hardworking dog.
0: Rafe, how is that spelled?
1: Yeah. I don't be... know. If I had to guess, maybe R-I, No, R-A-I-F.
0: It could be R-A-F-E. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> That's a nice name. I know. I don't. I don't think I know any, anybody named Rafe.
1: Yeah, for sure, it's a weird one.
0: But I've heard of it before, though. Oh, really? I can't think of who, it's hmm. like a famous Rafe.
1: Oh, well, if it gives you any clues, his owner was a man with very long white, scraggly hair, long, scraggly beard. So he was kind of like an old, like hippie-ish type.
0: What kind of dog was it?
1: Um, a big dog, short hair. I'm not really sure what, what breed. It might not have been any particular um, breed. But, um, yeah, he was like a, a service dog. So he was there. He was allowed to be at the bar, which is cool.
0: You think he was really a service dog? Or?
1: You know, I I kind of do think that because he was so well trained. And he had like um, a little name tag, <laughs> which might... Um, which I didn't look closely at Otherwise I wouldn't know how to spell the name But he had like a little laminated uh, You know Thing that seemed to have some important information on it I don't know So I think he was legit <laughs> probably,
0: Yeah probably I mean I think people probably Get their dog um, Registered as a service dog So yeah. they don't have to leave them outside the bar
1: Right it's Right. probably
0: a big Milwaukee thing
1: Right but, Yeah it's too cold to leave them outside yeah. the bar Yeah.
0: it's probably a whole industry in there. I know. Fake fake credentials for dogs.
1: Okay, it's funny you should say this because I just had um, a conversation with a woman who will remain unnamed so that she doesn't get in trouble for this. But she works for an airline and... um, Well, you remember that story I was telling you at my mom's the other day about how I um, always try and, like, smuggle my dog onto airplanes, which has been successful largely, except for this past time I got caught, and it was, like, this huge humiliating ordeal where I had to get off the plane, get, like, driven on a Jeep to this other area and driven back. Well, the whole plane waited for me. It was awful. Um, But anyway, so I was telling this woman about that, and she was like, just go on the internet and print out like there's these letters from like real doctors fake doctors doesn't really matter just like print it out and like add your name and show it to the people like no one would care or know the difference certainly no one would try to like give a call to your doctor in that moment you can just do that and then your dog rides for free yeah
0: once you get a yeah, you get far enough along and people won't contest it. Yeah. I don't think. Never know about airlines, though. The airlines are weird.
1: Airlines are weird. They're
0: like, I mean, they, you know, they increasingly.
1: Yeah, increasingly weird for sure. I don't agree with like, you know, sneak, being like deceptive generally, but it's so stupid. Otherwise, it's like you have to pay $125 each way to have your dog just to sit underneath the chair in front of you, which is not space they would use for anything else. If not your dog, so that's a lot. Yeah, that's a,
0: so. Someone on a, um, an Amtrak employee once told me on one of those long on long distance trains from west, he said that if you have a you have a dog on Amtrak, just you just say it just say it's a service dog, and they don't question you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why he told me that because I didn't even have a dog. But <laughs> he was telling me all the tricks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you never know if the rule will change, though. That's, mm-hmm. that's the weird thing with big companies like that. They'll have right. a rule like, like, no, you can't question anyone about their service animals. And then they'll right. they'll change it. Oh, now we have to ask for credentials.
1: Right. I think it's both. I think it's like um, you, can ask, you can ask for a letter right. confirming that it's a service animal, but you can't ask what is the service it provides. Because then you're like... Being put on the spot in a way that is against the American Disabilities Act, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's like,
0: yeah,
1: it could, yeah, it could be like intimidating to that person or something.
0: Well, maybe next week Trump will get rid of the American Disabilities Act. I know. (laughs) Sorry to bring that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I think. Um, it will feel probably really um, natural for me to interview you because, in a way, I've already interviewed you several times. Right, yeah. Because the way Randy and I met, um, a really sort of strange way of becoming friends with somebody, but I was, um, well, it's for a project that sadly... um, was aborted for reasons we're not going to get into but um i was working on a project that involved an old friend of randy's who um passed away when when um, randy was young but he was a musician he was an artist and um i couldn't and his work seemed to be really brilliant and i couldn't find any information about him really anywhere and i was ordering books i was trying to find uh, information about this person. And um, then just, like, scouring the Internet, I came across a blog called R. Speen, and I didn't understand really who, who this person was who was making the blog. And then I looked up... So I looked up the name on Instagram, and it was the most bizarre thing because... I found um, Randy Russell's Instagram and I found that he was already following me and that he was following all of my sisters. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? It didn't make any sense to me because um, the artist in question who I'd been researching um, was based in Ohio. And so I couldn't understand why this person who lived in Milwaukee and was friends with all my sisters was the key to unlocking the secret of who this mystery artist was. And um, so I messaged Randy, and, um, and then I called up all of my sisters and my mom, and I asked them all, who is this person? Who the fuck is Randy Russell? I asked all my sisters this. And they all had, um, of course, really lovely things to say.
0: Well, that's, yeah, I don't know any of them well. I mean, I know your mom yeah. more than any of them, but... Not even well that well. Yeah. But it's so it was interesting as you were in New York at the time, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you were in New York and you had that started with finding and getting this archive, of, right. of stuff from my pr- friend, my friend Keith Bush,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who passed away in 1987, I believe. 87. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was. Uh, you know, so when I when I first followed you on Instagram, you probably just just totally ignored it. You didn't follow me back. I <laughs> thought it was one of those ones that, where they say <laughs> twenty thousand followers in a week.
1: It's because but, I don't really use Instagram that much. My sisters are better at Instagram than me.
0: Yeah, and, and and your mom doesn't use Instagram at all, right? But no, that no, was that was kind of it was that was a. Well, actually, those um, direct messages on Instagram, I I kind of just totally ignore those usually, mm. too. I, I'll see one, like, months afterward. Oh, really? I'll go, like, oh, someone sent me a message. Just because I'm, like, I'm old-fashioned. Right. Send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Well, I was counting down the minutes to when you were going to respond to that message. I kept but refreshing I, it.
0: Because it just gives a little indication that there's a message there. So I've gone a really long time without looking. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was there at first.
1: Oh yeah, totally. A while.
0: Yeah. Didn't realize that was messages. Yeah. Um, But then I I saw that pretty quick. So it it was really it was when I saw that it was kind of exciting. So I wrote back.
1: Yeah.
0: And I said, oh, but you said you said did you know Keith Bush? Yeah. So that's like the weirdest thing to for get, sure. to get a message out of nowhere for and think sure. about someone who you haven't, who's been dead for that long. How many years? Yeah. I can't, my math won't even.
1: Yeah. 1987. 30 years.
0: not 40 years. No. 30? Well, 30 I'm 33 and I was born in 1985. So. It's a lot of, that's, yeah, that's. A long time. Wow. So it's, and I, but I, I, I. Think about him a lot because he was so important to me, so it's I mean he was one of my best friends ever, and one of the people who influenced me and he was ten years older than me mm-hmm. um, when we're, so when I first met him, I was twenty one he was like thirty one and we just called him the old guy you know he said that guy is so old he's <laughs> right. he so old, and we just made fun of him all the time for being old right. and um, but he was a really interesting person uh, who he was like a really great guitarist mm-hmm. and, and people still talk about his guitar playing. Cause it was very unique. My brother, my brother was really influenced by him a lot, really liked mm-hmm. his guitar playing. And, um, uh, but he also, he was, you know, he wrote, did art. So what you saw was a lot of collages mm-hmm. probably yeah, and then zines and writing. Yeah. So we did like, we did zines and collages and then I was in a band with him. Mm-hmm. Um, all that all that stuff and, uh, and then also lately I was I started right I started trying to do a project, but I, I did this a, I started this a while ago, but I keep trying to write something like a, a novel a novel short novel based on the time when I first knew him. Um, and I, I started this year, years ago, gave it up, started it again, tried to change it to a screenplay gave it up, changed it back into a novel, started it again. Mm. And so I've, and I and and I keep I keep uh, not getting anywhere with it. But then the, the, I think I was started to work on it again um, around the time you contacted me. So it was really strange because yeah. I thought like this is really that's really gonna be perfect timing because just kind of delving into the past like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where where I have to like dig up a lot of stuff oh, that's the ghost
1: that's the ghost yeah, open, cool. that,
0: opens that door um be, it could be uh keith <laughs> oh my gosh which I, I i did have a after he died i did have a, a thing where i i really believed that he visited me as a ghost mm. i mean i was totally convinced which i i'd forgotten about and then um so in the half a year after he died, I was doing a magazine called The Sweet Ride mm-hmm. then. And so I did, I did a, like a commemorative issue um, about him where I got all these people to write stuff about remembering him. And um, I've never done that about anyone else that who who I know who's died. It's re- it really hard to do. It's kind of embarrassing in a way. and mm-hmm. And it's very emotionally hard. And then also you feel like you're just... Not doing it well enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Why it's hard. But um I went back and re after the you start you know, you told me about this project, I went back and re read what I wrote. Um I hadn't read it since the time I published it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting to read and I think there's something in there about the ghost.
1: Can you tell us about the ghost? I've been thinking well, about ghosts a lot. Oh, it's
0: it's it's well, I may mean, as well I guess I guess I have to now. Yeah, you definitely do. It's it's kind of disturbing. What? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I I had wondered if I had written it down. It's something I remembered, and I wonder if I wrote, wrote it. It's like it's kind of disturbing, but uh, it's it was after. I thought that he like visited me in the form of a cockroach after oh. he had died. So I was in my apartment in Columbus, Ohio, and um. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but it was like one of the one of the big water, one of those big water bugs. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, yeah. they come up from the basement, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it came up from, and it was like going across the floor, and uh, it was like the cat was after it, mm-hmm. and the cat was after it, and it, and then it went into a and went to a box of jeans and writing. Mm. It just went right into where all this stuff that he was. Of his stuff.
1: Hmm.
0: And I just had the feeling, like, like that's what happened. It's like people come and visit you in the form of a cockroach. For sure. After they're dead. And, you know, of course, the, I, you know, I, like, violently stomped it.
1: <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I, kind
0: of, like, I just stomped the whole box until <laughs> I had to get it by now.
1: You, know? <laughs> you stomped the whole box. <laughs> Are you afraid of insects?
0: Um, I'm not afraid okay. of them. I just, I just, um. I prefer not to have any contact with them. <laughs> <laughs> For <sure. Me> too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not told, I mean, you have to get used yeah. to cockroaches in, in New York, or at least you used to. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not as around so much. Those big water bugs—they just. I always tell people like, that's like if a squirrel gets in your apartment or something. You know, yeah. it's like they're outside bugs. They don't yeah. want even want to be here. Yeah. but they're big and gross. And sure. you know, and it's like there's one down in the bike room that died. Mm-hmm. there's a bike room in this b- the basement of this building and so it died in the bike room yeah. and no one wanted to pick it up and it's sitting there among the bicycles <laughs> and I'm like marking time how long is that carcass going to be there
1: well why don't you clean it up it's been any? there
0: like two years now it's been two they're, they're, years they're, those things last forever okay
1: after this I'll go clean it up <laughs> i go sweep it up yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually afraid of those things I have this conversation with people I think all the time because it's like people think that they're cockroaches because they look oh. like co- cockroaches but the key difference is that cockroaches, if you have a cockroach, you have like an infestation. Yeah. But if you have one of these, you just have one of these.
0: Yeah, they're just like, they're just um, usually solo. Mm-hmm. They would just come, you know, they just come, some some of them fly. Yeah. So if you have open windows, they'll yeah. fly, in, especially in like in New York. Right. And uh, they were just, you know, you just kind of dreaded seeing them because they just like throw <laughs> yeah. your whole day off. For sure. When I, when I lived in New York in the '80s, my girlfriend on April Fools' Day one day, um, she she came in like from in the, in the bathroom and she goes, "Randy, there's those big water bugs in the bathroom. Will you kill it?" And I, and I go like, "Okay, I'll kill it." Okay, so I went in the bathroom looking for it. Where is where to go? Where is it? And then she told me it was an April Fools'. Joke. Oh. It, was like the, it was like the most effective April Fools' joke ever. So I was just kind of relieved. Really, I was mad at first, right. and then I was just kind of relieved. I'm like, oh, no one likes those.
1: Yeah, it's but, true. But, well, they they have a really like dopey way of moving, kind of like, um, um ladybugs, like ooh, like that, and so you don't yeah. really know where they're gonna go next. Yeah,
0: they're just. I mean, they don't. They, there's nothing, you know. There's nothing you should be afraid about uh, about right. it, but it just, yeah. just like they kind of gross you yeah, out. Yeah,
1: the antennas. I think
0: one came in here like what, the day we recorded our first podcast. One came in. Oh. And I stomped it.
1: <laughs> like, on, on air.
0: No, nah, I don't. Think you cut so. it out. But it's, yeah, they they just like they're annoying. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But scorpions.
1: <laughs> I've never seen a scorpion in real life. Have you?
0: No, oh. I've never seen one. No, but they're they're like supposedly poisonous, right? So mm-hmm. people live in a lot of people live in places where there's scorpions. Like he lives. Okay, why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like this conversation is boring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All this time, no one knew about that. But I stomped the go- the ghost cockroach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I've had the same, I've had a similar experiences. as um, you're, I've had them, which I, I never tell anybody this, but I guess this is the time to, where I've had anniversary of people's death where a cockroach will show up Whoa. on the day.
1: That's cool.
0: And it it just, it kind of freaks me out and then I just go like, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, who do I talk to, you know, about this? Right. Like, I'm an atheist, essentially,
1: but... Mm -hmm. um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, actually, too. Because, yeah, I don't believe in God, really, but I do believe in ghosts. Mostly just because I think, um, you know, it seems really tedious (laughs) to be religious. (laughs) But it seems really cool and fun to believe in ghosts. So, if you can choose these things, which I think you can, then... um, yeah, it's more fun to believing ghosts because I like to be scared. Um, but I don't know if that's, you know, fair. <laughs> I, don't know.
0: I think most ghosts are just essentially mischievous. That seems like mm. what a lot of people think. The, one of the qualities of them, and so they don't. You don't really need to be afraid of them, but it is kind of scary. And my, the one I always like talk to here is the one that I have like. Ice cube trays in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And so I'll like take the ice cube tray, take the ice out of one, put it into a container. Then I always move the ice cube tray over in the freezer because it has to, the ice forms better on one side mm-hmm. than the other. If it yeah. forms on the other side, it's a weird thing. That it's not really crackly ice. Hmm. So I just have this whole system. But then like, I swear the ghost comes in and it moves the ice cube tray to the <laughs> other side. This happens like every day, and I like go in and I'll I'll go like. Wow. Okay. Very funny.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Move that ice cube tray again.
1: Wow, that is like the most Randy Russell. <laughs> ghost. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty
0: specific. I made. Have- <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: specific. But it's
0: like my it's my daily reality though. So.
1: Yeah, well, my sister and I have been talking about um, ghosts lately, too, because, um, so we we just bought a church in South Milwaukee. You've been there. And um, I come back and visit just every once in a while. Um, and my bedroom is in the church. Maggie lives in the house next door. But for a while, um, the house, because it came with a parsonage, which is where the pastor would live, um and that house was needed a lot of work when we first bought it. So for a while, both of us were living in the church. And there was one night that um, my sister was, like, sleeping at her boyfriend's or something, and I was sleeping in the church by myself. And I heard—and um, my bedroom was, like, in the sort of, like, lofted area where the choir would have been back when it was a church It overlooks the main— room of the church it's like a one room church and um I was asleep and then I woke up because there was a sound of like the way I thought of it was like the sound that someone would make if they were just like trying so hard to like walk across the room and not be hurt like just like really slowly like tiptoeing like if you were really trying not to wake somebody up basically and I was so scared. I didn't want to, like, get out of my bed, but I was like, I have to just turn on a light and see if somebody's down there. And so I turned on the light, and there was nobody down there. And I, in my head, I was like, well, because there, there was a door, like, on the far corner of the church that had been, like, sticking and, like, not really closing all the way. So I thought maybe it's just the wind, like, you know, classic, <laughs> just the wind. And I didn't think that much of it until then, like way later, my sister told me that she, um, she was like, I was asking her if she ever heard any ghosts. And she was like, well, I was, she was like, there was one occasion where I was um, in my bedroom and her bedroom was like underneath my lofted bedroom. And she was like, yeah, I heard somebody in your room, like walking across... The floor, and it was like they were just walking so slowly. It was like they were just tiptoeing and trying so hard not to be heard. And she described it the exact same way that I thought of when I was hearing that sound. And it was crazy to me that she heard a ghost in my room and, like, never told me about that until I, until I asked her. <laughs> um, but then she's since, um, so we had, and, and she was so convinced that it was. A person that she fled the building she like got up and like left the church and she was standing outside and she was like wait this is dumb this is my church fucking going back inside so she goes upstairs and she runs um into my room opens the door and there's nobody there and um and then later she was in her room with um her boyfriend and it was the same thing happened and he was trying to convince her like no that's somebody up there and she was like michael it's not. I promise you, the same thing happened a few nights ago. So there's that. But I'm not really like um, afraid of it, though. I wasn't.
0: on well, a number of people have similar experiences, that's what's interesting. Yeah, I, go, like, I know. Of course, it could have been someone going up into the bell tower.
1: But it didn't. <laughs> it didn't come from that direction because that's on the other side of my oh, so room.
0: It could be a hermit living up there.
1: Well, I was way more afraid of the prospect of an actual person in my church than yeah. I was of the ghost. The
0: ghost yeah, was like that's true. That's less scary. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, having a, an intruder is it's, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, the, the ghost is a relief then.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, maybe if other people, probably people who were friends with Keith, will. Remember, they might know ghost stories. Maybe they can send an email. Yeah. Try the podcast email, which we haven't got a single one yet. So that'd be great. Oh. Whatever the email address is, I don't remember. <laughs> but no one emails anymore, though, right?
1: No one emails anymore? Yeah. So, hmm. Well, it's in, a,
0: it's in a written letter. Oh, it's um, R... R Podcast two thousand. Oh cool. At gmail.com. Oh, okay. R R Podcast two thousand mm-hmm.
1: Gmail. Was it you who I was talking about? Um I love when there's like a number attached to something.
0: No, I, like didn't, an, I don't oh. think so.
1: Now. I think it's really cool. Like um yeah, two thousand. That's awesome.
0: That's a yeah, that's a two thousand's a funny one because it, <laughs> yeah. it, sounds, it seems now like it seems ironic now. Yeah. Because the people were making everything two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the late '90s, right. it was like I want to. There was like a convenience store somewhere or something that had that name. People were mm-hmm. you know, like, when it gets to be like 2001, 2002, are they going to keep the name 2000? Yeah, because it would seem like a joke.
1: Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was short-sighted.
0: That's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, someone. Will, yeah, maybe someone will write with their Keith Bush ghost stories. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the things that um, Johnny Flemm was Johnny Phlegm was talking about doing a séance, and I thought it was cool that he said that because I wanted to do a séance, but I didn't know if it would be disrespectful for me to propose that. And then he proposed it. Oh, uh, he did.
0: Yeah. Johnny Flemm did it. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if he's serious. I don't maybe. think he's serious. Yeah, probably not serious. He doesn't seem like a séance guy, but I don't know. Maybe not. You know, people get older; they change. You mm-hmm. start believing in more different things. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were, he was, the Johnny Plum was a friend as well. He was a friend, old friend of Keith Bush's before I mm-hmm. knew Keith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm still in touch with him. I saw him this summer.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You went to Ohio.
0: Yeah, visited visited Ohio and visited um, some of the people, I visited more people than I usually do. Mm-hmm. It's hard visiting People
1: hmm.
0: when you when you go somewhere, it's like you think you go like oh I can visit everybody, but it's it takes a lot of energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of emotional energy,
0: and just setting it up.
1: Yeah, and that was the first time you had seen him in Hala.
0: No, I've seen Johnny Flem um, uh, regularly. Oh okay. Yeah, actually, it's uh, maybe a few years ago I saw him. Mm. Okay. He lives in Cleveland. Right. Him and Cat. Mhm. His name. His real name is not Flynn, but that was his punk name.
1: Yeah. Really, really, really solid choice. I love that.
0: Name. That was. Yeah. You know, that was. The, that was. That's like when I first met him. That was his punk name. It was mm-hmm. a good one.
1: That's a really good one.
0: And uh, he just kind of stuck.
1: Mhm. <laughs> mhm. I know that was the. um Fun that was one of the fun things about that project is being in touch with people named Johnny Flem and like Jimmy Image, Tommy Strange. But how come you never had a punk name, Randy?
0: I had I had some over the years that were not bad they weren't good. Not that good. Yeah, so I just kinda kept Yeah, it just didn't bother. Yeah, just mm-hmm. you have to have a good one and it's, For sure. Yeah. And it's um I had one like one was an early one was Sven diagram.
1: <laughs> it
0: seems funny now, but it's like I was never really. It does have
1: that. a ring to it, yeah, like I Johnny? Never Flan. into that
0: that much. And I took this r the r spine. I started using r spine as a pseudonym in the early early eighties. Maybe when with my first zine I did, mm-hmm. like eighty one was the first time I did a zine, and I don't know where that name came from at all it's spelled it's r the letter r
1: mm-hmm.
0: last name s p e e n people get it wrong sometimes and they think it's spleen
1: oh yeah cuz
0: that sounds more like a punk name
1: yeah
0: you, that would be spleen would be mm-hmm. sound like a punk name so it's s p e e n and i i thought like well probably no one has that na- that's a, right. if anyone has that name really which someone does but it's pretty uncommon so it's it's nice having them. and i common name i was thinking about the internet all the way back then Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i was thinking someday there's going to be something like the internet
1: yeah for sure (laughs) and
0: like this will make it easier for someone to find me right because if they are just looking for like randy russell yeah that's there's a lot of those
1: so did you envision it as like our like um Period and then Speen is the last name or is it all one? Yeah,
0: Speen is the last name.
1: Okay.
0: R Speen. Yeah. yeah.
1: So R is for Randy or?
0: No, well, it's for later. Later, I came up with Ray. Oh. As a first name, but for Ray. a long time, it was just it was just the letter R. Yeah. Um. Before there was a name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um. For for a while, it was Reverend. I I, I forgot about that. That was for a while. It was Reverend R. Spine. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I thought, like, I'm not going to be Reverend. Right. It's dumb. But there, (laughs) you know, there's like, that's a kind of like the famous fake pseudonym thing. Sure. A lot of reverends, you know. Yeah. Like the blues singers and stuff. Maybe they're really reverends. I don't know. Right. But I I dropped the Reverend part at some point, you know, pretty long ago. Then I I made it Ray. I don't know why Ray. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But then I've had like a lot of pen names since then. But that one I've always kind of kept. I like, just like, I like, I don't know why. Just um, because because I had it for so long. Mm -hmm. And so my website... My recent website, I use that as the name. It was nice because you could get com, which is, oh, is sure. which is, is sort of nice. Um, yeah. And randyrussell.com, I'd have to pay somebody for the, Thousands and for thousands
1: for of dollars. Am I the only one that calls you, like, your first and last name, or do you feel like that's pretty common for you?
0: you call me Ran- Randy Randi-
1: Russell. Yeah, I never think of you really as Randy so much as I think of you as Randy Russell.
0: <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's because...
1: I don't know any other guys name, Randy off the top of my head. Um,
0: and well, I didn't even I didn't even no- notice that you didn't call me that.
1: I don't think I call you that. I don't think I address you as that. But like when I'm referring to you, like to my mom, and my mom will do it too. Like, oh, have you heard from Randy Russell lately? Uh, yeah. No one just says Randy. Well,
0: yeah. Well, you know some other Randys, right? You no.
1: Know mm-hmm.
0: you no. Know, some other people do that too. I think my friend Kiki does that. Mm. She'll say, "Hey, she'll call me Randy Russell." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a, it's just a, it's kind of like a. It seems like a sort of an affectionate thing in a way, hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I generally don't refer people as their as their name at all, like in person. Oh. You know, like I'll never just go, "Hey, Renee."
1: hmm
0: Hey, Mark. Hmm. Hey, Sarah. What, Sarah? What? Okay. No, I, I just don't. I just don't do it. And and and, I, and a friend of mine once um, gave me a hard time about that. Hmm. She said, "You never say my name." And and I thought, like, yeah, that's what's well, true. I feel uncomfortable. It makes hmm. me uncomfortable to say people's names. Yeah. And I, I I thought a lot about it because she gave me such a hard time <laughs> about <Yeah>. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to really defend myself. Mm-hmm. So I was put in that position of defending myself. Right. So I thought. Uh, I thought about it a lot, and I thought, "Why don't I do that?" I do it, and I thought, "Like, well, I do that to, to animals, you know, because you call them by their na- animals by their name all yeah, the time." You yeah. know? like, mm-hmm. because they respond to their name, <laughs> right? And it's, and I thought maybe I feel like it's respectful not to say their names.
1: But I think it's considered, um, in a way, the opposite because. Um,
0: yeah, I think so too.
1: People want to hear their names spoken. I think. And it's generally, I think, in like an emotional context, like when you're mad at somebody, then you'll like say their name, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're mad at them, it's yeah. often that's often.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you think of it as a, a a parent doing that sometimes. Yeah. They'll do that, and it's when you're in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, when you're in trouble.
0: But just yesterday at my job, it was like a really bad day, and I was just like really, really down, and like one of the. People there who doesn't normally call me by my name. Actually, I, I swear, three or four people throughout the mm. day said "Randy," and, and they don't normally. Mm. And I, like, I just realized it. Like, every time someone did it, made me feel better. Yeah. I said, "It's really, it's really, it's weird. It's actually making me feel better. It's mm-hmm. like they're they're acknowledging that I'm right. a human being, and yeah. that they actually know my name. You know, after two years, right? <laughs> and, like, that's And I thought maybe I should try to do that more. Mm-hmm. I should make a point of it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. From now on. I'm gonna i want to make a point of it from now on.
1: I addressed you by your name this morning when I called you. I, I was like, um, good morning, Randy.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe you didn't know. You want to make sure you're calling the right person. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I'll do it like if um, I'm really excited to say something. Like if I have to tell my sister Maggie something, I'll be like, OMG, oh, Maggie. And then I'll tell her the thing. I don't
0: know. I'm trying to think if, I, if I've called my brother Jeff if t- to in person, mm-hmm. I can't think of a time when I have
1: yeah. uh, ever. Did you guys have nicknames for each other growing up?
0: Oh uh, no, we didn't have nicknames. I don't think so.
1: Hmm. You didn't. There wasn't like a name that you would call him to upset him or something or tease him. Or vice I versa? No,
0: I don't remember. But he might remember because he has a better memory than that. Hmm. I had cousins who had all these crazy nicknames. It was it was funny. It just seems totally totally natural to me because we grew up having these cousins, but. Um, like I have have one cousin named his nickname was Beaver, so like Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> he was Beaver. Like now he's not. You know now he goes by his real name.
1: Right.
0: But all the time growing up, and then another who was Butchie. Witchy? Butchie. Oh, Butchie. Butchie, which is a great that's one. Cool. I like Butchie. That's yeah. like that's like a blues singer name or something. Oh, okay.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: But he was he was always Butchie Butch Butch or Butchie growing up.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't. I think that's it. But those were just they were it just seemed you know I just it doesn't even feel right to call them by their
1: yeah <laughs>
0: real names now yeah. to me
1: mhm, yeah, I think it's cool to have like a pseudonym actually at the event I was at last night, um someone referred to Al Capone as scarface Al Capone, which is so cool scarface,
0: scarface Al
1: Capone yeah. It's such a great uh, nickname. My sister, um, Rachel, and I, um, this is really dumb, but we, at one point, we were talking about how we have really similar dreams, because we both dream about, like, underwater stuff, and so we'll dream about, like, um, you know, I'll be, like, in my dreams a lot of times waiting in the water, and then there'll be, like... Eels or stingrays, or like things that are sort of just below the surface that I can't see what they are. And Rach has really similar dreams. And so now our nicknames for each other, um, I call her um, Stingray, and she calls me Stingnay, <laughs> which I don't really like. I want to also be Stingray. And then I, I think we could both be Stingray. <laughs> and so we that's what we are in each other's phones. But I recently changed hers to um, now I just call her like Sting Roach or Sting Rat generally. <laughs> I'm still Stingnay. But that's the thing, you can't choose your nicknames.
0: Yeah, someone, yeah, someone else. Yeah. Good idea. That's, that's a weird thing to have dreams about. You think so? Things underwater? Yeah. Well, maybe not. I mean, all dreams are weird. Yeah. the ones I had last night. Like what? I had like, it's weird, I can actually remember one, and I haven't been remembering them lately. Mm. When I was trying to go to an airport, and, uh going to an airport this is an anxiety dream mm, it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of boring once you realize that <laughs> but I was trying to I was trying to find parking but I was actually parking my plane oh wow so the, the wings maybe the wings folded up and went on the, it was like a car with the wings folded up and, mm-hmm. but I was still going to the airport and but I was trying to find parking and like all the parking lot the parking spaces were all designated with other things <laughs>
1: right
0: and I just couldn't find a parking space. Mm. That's, the, that's the worst <laughs> worst dream ever. Sorry I even brought that up. Can't find a parking space.
1: <laughs> I know, but I think it would have been better in the retelling if you had infused some emotion into it. Like, tell me how you were feeling.
0: Yeah. Well, parking. I was. Yeah, I was really frustrated and angry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Wait, but was it a dangerous situation? Like if you didn't park the plane, then you were gonna crash?
0: No, it was just annoying. <laughs> it wasn't dangerous at all. It was like I'm gonna get it's gonna get towed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the worst anxiety dreams I ever had was when I was waitressing, when I was a waitress. I would have awful, awful, awful dreams like I had one that um All of the tables that I had to um, wait on were at the top of the hill, but all of the menus were at the bottom of the hill. So I had to go back up and down the hill, and nobody who I was waiting on spoke English. They all spoke different languages, and then all of my menus were actually my school textbooks. So I was like (laughs) schlepping, you know, pounds and pounds of these things up and down the hill. And I don't have dreams like that anymore. Now, I mean, production is stressful too, but n- nothing compared to waiting tables.
0: Oh yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, waiting tables would give you. Were there ever hills involved though? I mean, was the hill totally a dream mm-hmm. part?
1: Yeah, the hill was a dream part. There's never a hill. That's weird. Yeah, but it would suck because also when I was waiting tables, a lot of times. Um, I would work double. So I would work the morning shift, I would work the night shift, and then I would go to bed and dream anxiety dreams about waiting tables and then wake up in the morning and wait tables.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's, there were the dreams are worse because they're mundane.
1: Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. just mundane
0: anxiety Mm -hmm. things. I used that as an excuse to quit a job once. Where, where oh, well, yeah. I told the boss that I was having dreams. Yeah, It was a, it was a dishwasher at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and um, this was because like, the dish machine it was terrible. It was like it had so many problems with it. Mm. It was one of those mm-hmm. big, big dish machines.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was it was just like I didn't. It was like it was like a eight to five dishwasher job, which is too too long for a dishwasher job. I mean, or yeah. it's just I don't know. It's just
1: yeah.
0: Um, but it was. You know, now I would take that job in a second,
1: mm.
0: actually. But mm. I was, at the time, though, I was like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And and I was having dreams about the the dishwasher, the dishroom, and the dishwasher. And I told the boss, I said, I'm having nightmares. Mm-hmm. It's affecting me mentally. I'm going to have to quit. So that's why I told him I. Quit. But it was like it, I had to like climb inside the dishwasher. Oh wow! Like because parts would come loose, mm. and it made all this horrible noise. Mm-hmm. And then the the owner of the place would say, can you make it stop making noise? Oh and I said, I'll try to try climb inside. And it was like, you know, you, the part where you, the dishes go through.
1: Yeah. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you do anything to um, pass the time, like mentally, tell yourself stories or come up with like mental challenges to make the time pass?
0: I, I don't remember in that one. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't remember that well. I think I I think I've actually worked pretty hard in that one. I've had more more boring ones, you know. Where you had you could do things. What I used to do in jobs is always carry around bits of paper and and, and jot things down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, have paper, folded paper in my pocket. That's like that's the best thing generally. Yeah. Now you just go on the internet.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> A lot really better. <laughs>
1: yeah. Much
0: better than used to be. Maybe not better, though. I don't
1: know. It's interesting, like, um, stumbling upon things later that you've written down that seemed, like, really poignant in the moment. And sometimes you look back and you're like... Actually, a lot of times when I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember feeling like that. And if I hadn't written it down, I would not have been able to, like, revisit that feeling.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, I've had yeah both experiences, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, sometimes when you go back and it's really interesting, or you mm-hmm. go like, oh, that's, I can't, or you don't remember what you wrote, and it's interesting. Sometimes it's really dull. Sometimes I'll remember, I'll write something down, and I'll remember it as being really interesting and compelling, mm-hmm. and I'll go back and read it, and I'll go like, that's just like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. Why did I remember that as being interesting? It's mm-hmm. boring.
1: Right. <laughs> Boring. (laughs) One of the things that we were talking about earlier, um, remember I was saying like, I'm going to be so self-conscious of like the things that I say all the time. And that is true. I already have identified (laughs) a few things that I've said several times. (laughs) One of which is um, for sure. Say for sure all the time.
0: Um oh, just in your your uh, speech, you yeah, speech.
1: Yeah, speech lines. And then the other one, oh, the other one is saying I don't know as like a thing at the end of a sentence. And I and I in my work like with videos, I have to edit that out all the time because people say it when they don't know how to like wrap up a thought. And usually the fun, the thought itself is fine. You just have to edit out the part where they say I don't know. <laughs> I'm very aware of it as like a verbal, like speech tech thing, mm-hmm. and yet still do it. I guess
0: it's probably satisfying editing. Oh,
1: stuff. it totally yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, most most podcasts are edited quite a bit, and there's some there's some that I I've listened to that. I thought they kind of weren't edited, mm-hmm. and I, then I learned that they were edited heavily. Mm-hmm. And I go like, they just do it really well, so you don't hear the edits. Yeah. And I yeah. go, they just did it really well. they makes making the people sound a lot more smart and eloquent yeah. than they are. Yeah, there were like there's sections, and there probably were the other person could think of a word, and they just you know five minutes or they're just <laughs> excuse me
1: just
0: uh, and yeah, they number they, they edit out the sneezes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but this one, I I think that. Um, Mark's edited them our producer Mark mm-hmm. but I think he's had to edit he's edited very little and we just kind of like let it be yeah but it's kind of it's nice in a way to to but I was I was you know I listened to I've listened to them um, even though it's mortifying to hear, for me to hear my <laughs> voice but one of the things that I, I was thinking like I gotta change is um, I'm always saying that things are interesting. I go, like everything anyone mentions, I go, "Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting." Now we've we've sort of had a gap between we haven't done any in a while. Mm-hmm. We've it's, we've sort of had a gap before between recording any just because of the summer because we everyone wants to do mm-hmm. um, other stuff, which is fine. But our advertisers have all dropped us, <laughs> but that's that's okay. Um, now we've had this gap, so I'm probably rusty now. And so I'm probably saying everything's interesting. Just, <laughs> just reminded me of
1: that. Okay, well, one of the things that I was really looking forward to saying, which you didn't say, it's a huge bummer, is you didn't say, um, thanks for having me. I think a really good oh, joke. yeah. You said uh, that in the first few, and I remember thinking, why hasn't anyone commented on what a good joke that is? <laughs> yeah,
0: I think, yeah, I thought that that joke's gotten a little old.
1: No, you gotta, I, think you no I think you should. I think you should.
0: Yeah, I know. Isn't it? It's it's terrible. What's the worst thing is if there's something that you do Mm. that people love and you have to keep doing it, (laughs) right? Like, because I've always the fonts or something, you know, like everyone. (laughs) I'm
1: gonna
0: switch that. I guess maybe (laughs) instead of saying thanks for having me, I'm just gonna go hey.
1: <laughs> well you know it's not it's not too late you could you could you could sign off it's like hey <laughs> thanks so much for having me if you wanted to yeah
0: i just yeah if here in a yeah that's it's going to be hard They're hard for people who have to keep repeating those things. <laughs> so we know what do. I think the bands have to keep playing songs. Yeah,
1: yeah. They yeah. The,
0: the hit songs mm-hmm. just can't get into it. And you're just going, like, okay, we're just going <laughs> to yeah. that for the fans. I don't know how people do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes with um, Gwen Stefani's husband, um, Gavin... Something like that. He 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 was um, the front man of that '90s short-lived band called Bush. Oops. And sorry, my shoes are clunking. And um, which was like, in a way, sort of the height of like the music industry's like excess in a way. Like CDs were really expensive, and the music industry was making all this money, and like MTV was like churning out these videos, and there was so much money in making the videos and all that stuff. And it seemed like they were just, like, throwing money around. And so when he was, like, in his probably, like, you know, early 20s, he just wrote these songs that were emotional to him at the time. And then that's, like, what he's known for now for the rest of his adult life. And I think about that sometimes because Gwen Stefani is, like, um, I don't know. I'm, like, I I get weirdly obsessed with certain celebrities and i'm obsessed with her because of her plastic surgery but so i'm always like watching these videos that she does and i'm reminded of her um her husband what a weird life that must be for him can we edit that story out? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that, no, that's the, yeah, that, <laughs> that's
1: the pod, yeah that's the podcast
0: trick you say you'll <laughs> you know, that out and then no one does and
1: then it, and then it stays
0: yeah. yeah mick jagger's still singing I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... I just think having success at a young age is is a rough th- thing to deal with. Th- anything that you're known for. And a lot of people... I mean, then, you know, people... When you say that, it makes you sound like you're just saying, like, oh, that's not justify not being successful, but... Hmm. Or justifying feeling being okay with it, but I know that it's hard, it's hard if there's if there's things you get, are known for at a young age right i mean obviously you you change and you don't feel the same way about stuff yeah, maybe the songs though you still can feel emotion about you yeah, re, you 100. might be able to relive, relive that mm-hmm. i I've, I've written songs that are that are very that I think are very sad and
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's one nice thing about music I think is that music has that element of of helping you transmit emotion. Yeah. The music the music part, it's not just the lyrics. Right. So maybe he can feel that. Yeah. I remember that, you know, that along with the dollar signs.
1: Right. Oh, you
0: know, yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't even know that band, Bush. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of what song. I mean, it was just like one of those sort of... Um, grunge bands but they were British and the dude was like really handsome he was like sort of like a dreamboat the singer
0: is it B-U-S-H?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know Kate Bush oh yeah Keith Bush oh right B-U-S-C-H mm-hmm. Keith Bush mm-hmm. which he made a point of saying that's not like not the president oh well he wasn't president yet he was vice president uh, at the time Keith didn't. Keith didn't live long enough to see mm-hmm. President Bush. Oh wow! Or the, the next, the President, next Bush President Bush, or his second term. Mhm. <laughs> a lot of, but I yeah that, I missed about like half the, the second half of the '80s and all the '90s culturally. Why do you say that? Because I people are always talking about stuff, and I don't like I don't remember that at all. Hmm. Bands and TV... Te- TV shows. I think it's just that you know, the certain age you get where then you're on to your own stuff more.
1: Hmm.
0: But I, I didn't have TV for a lot a lot of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that sometimes cuz my my mom was always really into like different kinds of music and I watched my mom's music taste sort of like evolve um when I was growing up. And a lot of music that she was into, then later I became into. Like Squeeze, for example. I saw that um, Squeeze singles album, like, laying around the house for the longest. And it wasn't until, like, later in my adult life that I listened to it. And I thought, this is actually amazing. And then, but she went through, like, a country music phase. She she went through all these phases of music as an adult, whereas my dad is the opposite. He The music that he was into as a teenager and young adult is... The music that he liked for the rest of his life—he was just the Beatles, Frank Zappa, some other stuff—and he didn't really, um, his taste didn't ever really seem to change.
0: Yeah, I think most people are are like that. Hmm. I mean, the music that's important to them, and
1: when they're young,
0: young, yeah, stays their favorite music. And yeah, people going through f- phases is more unusual. Phase. Hmm. Maybe yeah, not. I think
1: you're, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, I think you're right about that. I mean,
0: I'm just thinking in terms of numbers. Maybe you know, I'm thinking of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it, yeah, it's that's well, interesting. If you find if you were like you're growing up and you see your parent, you have, you see, notice your parents' music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did, you, did you dislike it actively? Some of it.
1: Oh. um I actively disliked any of it. Um, there was there was a period where um, one of the cars my mom had had an 8-track player, and we only had one 8-track, and it was Simon Garfunkel. <laughs> it was the only thing we listened to. Yeah, and that we, was a problem with 8-tracks.
0: <laughs> people didn't have that many. We
1: were, yeah, We came to hate it so much, we would hide it. We would hide it from my mom.
0: We wouldn't have to listen to it. Yeah, that's, cla- that's kind of classic.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: track. I actually had an eight track recorder when I was in high school.
1: Oh really? How did and that work? Then I hooked work?
0: up to my you could, I recorded in my own eight track right. like mix tapes, and then in my car, I played. So I played essentially mixtapes that I made.
1: That's so cool. Um,
0: there not, no one else I knew had an eight track recorder. You know, it was a component. And I hooked it. My story. I was like, you know, a cassette recorder. Hmm. I recorded eight tracks. Hmm.
1: And then did you just like write in Sharpie what it was? Or did it have like a, a, a label that you could write on?
0: Yeah, I just write, yeah, write on the label. You know, it's hmm. just like a cassette. You know, you write on the label mm-hmm. and then have a little cardboard thing where I think, you know, and I named them all. Mm-hmm. You know, I had names of the tapes like Driving to Bellevue, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We'd be driving, driving. Driving tapes. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're nearing the end of our our time allotted. Do you want to talk about anything quickly about that? You, anything you, were, um, you want to promote or anything, or hmm. um, that we we didn't talk about? Um, not really. Me either. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it uh, next time. Well, it's, it's the email address. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time we'll have something
0: to work out. <laughs> so we can try our our psychic uh, test okay. now.
1: Cool.
0: Um, which Lately, I've been doing pretty well with. Here's a coin. It's it's a it's a special coin, even okay. though it's got heads and tails. So look, oh. just uh, concentrate on either the heads or tails side. Don't yeah. let me see, and I'll try and guess. okay
1: yeah of course because it's the pretty side there's like a whole vista here on yeah. this side of the coin
0: yeah that's not why i picked that though because i can just i thought you were thinking about it um i don't even know it's on the head side but <laughs> so these cards are the the the, the, the standard of uh, psychic symbol cards except they're quickly scrawled okay so pick one of those. Uh, 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 pick uh, one of them. Just, yeah, pick. You, you.
1: Okay, not show it to you. Did you yeah.
0: see it? No, I didn't see it. Okay. But, and then concentrate on it. You can decide which one, too. You don't have to pick on them at random. You can do either one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I chose this one. I'm going to stick with it.
0: Okay. Is it a uh, circle? No. Three wavy lines? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, what is it? Um,
1: it's a square with some smudges.
0: Okay. Yeah, well maybe we should quit while we're at fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's here's a um deck of uh cards with cocktail recipes. So okay. you know, you can pick one you can decide you can pick one randomly or oh. you can you can just pick one that's appeals okay. to you. Okay. Um, and some of these cocktails are really obscure. Hmm. I don't even, you know, I can't even name 50 cocktails.
1: I know what all of these are. Oh, I, okay, I found one. Um, I will give you a clue, which is that this is, um, actually one of my favorite cocktails. I've only had it perhaps once in my life because it's, um, really old fashioned. Old fashioned. I think people think it's gross. Oh, God. Those are your your clues. Yeah. That's,
0: um, Yeah, that's, that makes it hard. The clues make it actually harder. Yeah. Well, not not really. I should. I yeah, think about it really. Just really concentrate.
1: Yeah, I guess it's not really the game is not to guess so much as it is to focus on what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's a that's similar similar thing. Um, is it uh, bulldog?
1: No, but I just looked at that one. It's funny that you said that because just as you said that, I, I kept scrolling, and when you said that, I was looking at it. So maybe that's a point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, well, you threw me off with of that scrolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. You're right. Oh, I was supposed to be focusing on it the whole time. No, I was too curious about all these cocktails. Oh, Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I make, think you got it right.
0: Okay, maybe we'll make one after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not me. I'm oh, still ask struggling. My, from... Ask my
0: neighbor for the uh ingredients.
1: The ingredients for a bulldog?
0: Yeah, I can go over and say, yeah, I can borrow, borrow them. Um, it's Wait. a nice thing living in a place with neighbors.
1: Yeah. Wait. So it's gin, cherry brandy, and lime.
0: What was the one you were thinking about?
1: Oh, a Gibson Martini.
0: Oh, Gibson Martini.
1: Yeah. Because it's with cocktail onions, which yeah. is like pickled onions, which I think people think is disgusting. But. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I even bought a jar <laughs> of um, cocktail onions for the church. And then I was looking for something the other day, and I saw Maggie had, like, totally removed it from... We have this little bar area where people, you know, nearby the couch and where everyone sits. There's, like, a little bar, and I had it there, and, and I saw today that she moved it away from
0: there. Maybe she ate them all.
1: I Maybe mean, she wanted some.
0: Nothing nothing to eat in the whole church, except these cocktail onions. Time to the
1: onions. I, I like them plain, actually. I like... They're a little bit sweet, mostly um, kind of sour...
0: Okay, the last question, or the last part, Mm -hmm. the hardest one, then, is to think of something, anything from the world, culture. Oh. Seven great, the uh, wonders of the world, Mm -hmm. all the TV shows, the movies, books, but tell me the category, like, um, and um, this does have a clue, then.
1: Okay. Okay. That's hard because there's so many things. What should I choose?
0: Yeah. I, th- I usually get it right, too. This is really? The, yeah. No, not really.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Um, I, fa- I found my thing. Totally arbit- arbitrary. Um, and the category is... Um, uh, games, I guess. Games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that count?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, games. That's good, unless it's a video game. No,
1: not a video. Well,
0: game. no, it can be. Actually, it's just that it's my. Um, yeah. How about um, Clue?
1: No, it's not Clue. Do you get many guesses?
0: I oh, no, no,
1: only get one. No. <laughs> okay. This <laughs> so is it a game. Okay, okay. No, it was. Um, it was Scrabble. But I don't know why no, I Scrabble,
0: chose that. That's a good. That's a good. Um, yeah, that's a good. Good question. And it's not too obvious, you know. If I was doing, there's certain people I know who, if, mm-hmm. if they if they said a game, um, I would say Scrabble, because yeah. they're Scrabble freaks.
1: Sure.
0: I know some real enthusiasts. Yeah.
1: If well, you
0: said Parcheesi there's a that, that would have been. Well, amazing. I think
1: I looked at that box and I didn't know what it was, but that's what made me think of. Um,
0: a board game, I guess. I have these. I have some board game boards because I'm 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 working on a, a a new version of Clue that I'm going to make. Oh, cool! It's going to have um, four floor, four story house. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have four board boards, oh, and fun. then you go up and downstairs. Because mm-hmm. Clue is the only game I ever play oh. played. My mom and my brother, and I used to play it every Thanksgiving. That's it, the only mm-hmm. game we play.
1: So what differences is your clue gonna have besides it's a four-story house
0: well, well I was thinking about well I, I don't want to go into it now because it's really complicated Okay. I was thinking about changing the uh, fundamental rule some fundamental rules
1: wait the the fundamental rule is what for a clue
0: you're, you're you're guessing who the murderer is yeah so I was gonna just change you know change so it's only it's only based on the only thing that's similar to clue is that it's a structure,
1: hmm.
0: and then you go through there with the game pieces and dice, you know, so you mm-hmm. go through and then you guess and you guess things, but I have a lot of changes to it. That's not about a murder,
1: so you're changing the crime, yeah oh, and you don't want oh, to tell me what the say. crime is no.
0: It's a a secret. I don't want want people to... Oh, you don't
1: want to give it away.
0: Yeah, because I'm going to try... Is it somebody stole my bike? I'm going to try to trademark it. Okay. It's (laughs) like I can't call Clue because they'll sue me once I get... Yeah,
1: that's okay. There's all kinds of other names.
0: Yeah, there's... You know, there's a lot of different versions of Clue. I realized I Mm. looked them them up. There's like Harry Potter Clue. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. There's like hundreds. Ridiculous. Well, thank... Thanks for having me, <laughs> and, and helping us get back into our podcasting schedule in the new season. We we'll just yeah, the new season's coming out yeah soon.
1: Cool
0: fall season podcast. Um, and uh, hope you it was uh, enjoyable. I had fun. Okay. Make sure you give, put in a good word for other possible. Uh, so,
1: I'm going to tell all my sisters.
0: Yeah. that was, that'd be nice. All
1: right, thanks. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>